0: chapter seven of making fate by pansy the LibriVox recording is in the public domain chapter seven what next well said uncle anthony as he tried to tilt back in what he called a biscuit chair which was in glyde's room on the third floor of a large hotel and surveyed her expectant face with a mixture of amusement and satisfaction what next i suppose you have had a dull day it is beyond me to understand what you could have found to amuse you but to judge from your story and your face you have had excellent success and my qualms of conscience over your loneliness have been wasted glyde laughed gleefully i never thought of being lonely she said there were so many things to look at out of the windows and such crowds of people passing all the time it did not seem possible that they could all know just exactly where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do her uncle laughed but said with a shade of gravity in his voice it is safe to state that about one-third of them are going exactly where they ought not and another third were doing exactly what they didn't want to that is about the proportion in new york i think it was the evening of their first day in the city uncle anthony having established his travelling companion in excellent quarters and surrounded her with what was to her the very extravagance of luxury had been obliged to leave her quite to herself during business hours he had rushed from one point to another in extreme haste all the time distressed by the thought that the little girl as he called her in his thoughts whom he had brought away from home and mother for the first time in her life must have such a wretched beginning to her holiday it was therefore a happy surprise on returning to the hotel just in time for dinner to find her face as bright as the day had been while they were at dinner she gave him eager descriptions of the wonders she had seen from the windows in this as in all other respects she was a contrast to her sister estelle when on a memorable occasion he took that young lady to syracuse with him he remembered she had found the hours that she had been compelled to solitude with no other employment than window-gazing such intolerable bores as to lead him at times to seriously doubt whether the delightful evenings and the few hours of daylight which he could spare her were sufficient compensation for such martyrdom yet her windows had been much more hopeful of possible entertainment than were glides that young lady regarded him with a serious half-wistful look in response to the alarming statement he made about the people she had watched and said timidly they all looked comfortable uncle anthony i was thinking about that this afternoon i have heard and read a good many things about the poor of new york but i haven't seen a single really ill dressed or very doleful looking person this entire day they all hurried by as though they knew just where to go and how to plan for themselves uncle anthony laughed again you are not in the right quarter of the city to see the sights in the way of dress for instance of either extreme he said I could take you to portions of this interesting town, where you would get a glimpse of the poor, but I think we will try to do something pleasanter, at least this evening. I suppose you would like to go to the theatre? Have you selected the point you want to aim for? You received this evening paper I sent up, didn't you? Where is it? I haven't had time to see what is going on. Here is the paper, Uncle Anthony, but he noticed at once the change of tone and turned quickly and looked at her well he said what is it have you some other plan let's have it in that case i have no object in view except to give you as pleasant an evening as i can i mentioned the theatre because it was always estelle's first thought where do you want to go oh i haven't any plans uncle anthony and i want to go wherever you wish to take me only i thought she stopped again it seemed difficult for her to frame sentences to her satisfaction her uncle waited however apparently not intending to assist her and she began again uncle anthony i had almost decided that i would not go to theatres the mischief you had i did not know that you had had an opportunity Do they have theatres in your town oh traveling ones occasionally every winter indeed but i did not mean those i meant that i would not go even though i had an opportunity to come to new york for instance though i never expected to come here and am i to be informed why this tremendous decision was reached don't your tastes lie in that direction yes i think they do i should not be surprised if they lay very much in that direction though i have never had opportunity to decide for myself but i like everything in the line of acting when the girls used to have at school and in our societies what we called private theatricals i became so fond of them that while we were preparing for an entertainment i could hardly think of anything else but the reason i had almost decided that i would not go was because well i am a member of the church you know no i was not aware of it but what has that to do with the matter so is your sister estelle i believe yes but she and fanny have been members of the church for a number of years and i only united last winter ah am i to understand that one has to remain away from theatres and places of that sort for a term of years after uniting with the church and then are at liberty to begin again?' Glyde laughed pleasantly. "'Oh, Uncle Anthony, of course not. I'm sure I don't know how to tell you what I mean. I am not like Estelle and Fanny. I mean, I don't think as they do about some things. I know they are older, but then—' She stopped in evident embarrassment. She recognized the apparent egotism in that last sentence— and did not seem to know how to make her position clear but uncle anthony only looked at her with his keen gray eyes and waited so she began again uncle anthony when people unite with the church they promise you know to walk in love with that particular church and be guided by its advice at least the covenant of our church has such sentences not guided contrary to their own consciences of course but i mean they promise to consider carefully what that church thinks and agree with it if they can now i know that dr ford our pastor doesn't attend theatres and doesn't approve of them neither do certain other members of our church some who are reckoned among the wisest and best people we have i thought there must be good reasons for their position they all have young people in their families who join heartily in other pleasures once last winter i was invited to attend a theatre it was a very good play they said and a great many of our young people went i declined the invitation because i thought i had promised to be guided by the views of the church in such matters and that the pastor represented the church estelle and fanny did not agree with me they laughed at me indeed estelle said it showed that i had a very weak nature Or that i was making a mere puppet of myself not claiming to have any views of my own and when i came to think about it carefully i found it true enough that i had no particular views on the subject because i knew very little about it i didn't feel quite as estelle did about taking advice because what is the use of giving advice if people are never to take it still i knew it was the right thing to have settled opinions for oneself so i borrowed a book about theatres that i had seen in dr ford's study and read it carefully and really uncle anthony if the half that that book said was true i shouldn't think any self-respecting people would frequent the theatre why i don't mean that of course pausing suddenly while her face flushed crimson over the thought that uncle anthony took estelle to the theatre every evening while they were in syracuse but I mean I don't understand how people can make a business of going. Probably the book was written by some fanatic who had never been inside a theatre in his life, volunteered Uncle Anthony. More, it must be confessed, for the purpose of seeing what this new niece would say next, than because of any deep personal interest in the matter. Oh, no, it wasn't. He had been to a good many of them, and had studied the plays most carefully as they are presented, and knew a great deal about them. I asked Dr. Ford about it afterwards, and he said that every one who had given attention to the matter knew that the statements made in that book could not be contradicted. He said attempts had been made to contradict them, which had proved utter failures. After that I read several newspaper and magazine articles in the same line i remember it seemed to me as though items about the theatre kept falling into my hands without my looking for them but of course it just happened so and so you almost decided never to go her uncle said looking at her with a twinkle in his handsome grey eyes how much ground is that almost supposed to cover why i didn't positively say that i would never go nobody has talked with me about it except estelle and fanny and of course they didn't care how i decided it i have never been invited to go but just twice so i haven't had much temptation estelle said she would risk me if i ever got a chance to go to a real city theatre but what i decided was that unless something happened that is unless i read some books or had a talk with people whom i trusted who could assure me that much which had been said in that book and other books against theatres was false why i should just not go to them that is all don't depend upon me to try to change your views her uncle said dryly i shall not undertake the task glyde laughed a slightly embarrassed laugh and began again in a deprecating tone uncle anthony I hope i have not made you think that i would like to keep you away from anything which you wish to do won't you please go out to-night just as usual i promise you i shall not be in the least homesick or lonely i must finish my letter to mother and then i saw a book downstairs which i am sure i can borrow the lady who was there this afternoon asked me if i had ever read it and said she knew i would like it won't you please uncle anthony act just as though i wasn't here her uncle laughed good-naturedly won't i please go off to the theatre by myself and leave the little girl i brought along to amuse me to play alone eh not if i am acquainted with myself my child you need have no compunctions of conscience over me the theatres which i have attended during the last seven years have been perfect bores to me i have gone chiefly to please some niece or cousin or young friend whom i had in charge i shall be entirely willing to take up some new role what shall it be a prayer-meeting he was teasing her she saw the fun in his eyes but she laughed merrily it was winsome teasing with nothing bitter about it she rather enjoyed it following the laugh she said you are making fun of me uncle anthony i know that but to be real honest i have thought that sometime i should like to go to a very large city prayer meeting such as i suppose they must have in these great churches in new york i have read of prayer meetings which it seemed to me it must be a perfect delight to attend i don't mean tonight of course and indeed i don't mean to insist on you taking me at any time i am ready to go wherever you would like me to go or to stay at home with you and let you rest i truly haven't any pet schemes which must be carried out i believe you think i am a little bit of a girl who must have the particular toy that i want to play with or i shall go off in a corner and pout no he said emphatically on my word i don't i haven't seen a pouting streak in your makeup a prayer-meeting eh that's entirely out of my line never in all of my experience with nieces have i been called upon to produce one before but we ought to be able to find one within reaching distance i should think if i mistake not this is the regulation night in this city for entertainments of that character i have run across one once or twice in a business way i remember we'll sally out and see what we can do as glyde settled her pretty hat before the mirror and slipped her arms dexterously into her sister's sack and hunted eagerly for the pair of gloves which suited her best for evening wear her uncle watched her with a curious mixture on his face of amusement and tenderness a close observer would have been sure to have noted the touch of sadness also some sweet past memory had been awakened and was tugging at his heart had he spoken the words which floated through his mind they would have been something after this fashion so this is a new type of niece altogether takes me back eight nine how many years she is like her aunt estelle queer that the other one should look like her and this one be like her i thought the type had gone out of style my little girl had very much the same notions about theatres i remember with neither pastor nor books to help her to her conclusions. She did not like some of the things she saw there, and so would have none of them. She was a positive little woman, yet with gentle ways about her positiveness, such as this one has. I have not seen anything of the kind since. The soliloquy closed with a sigh, but it was not so heavy as the lonely man's sighs were apt to be when his thoughts strayed into his precious past he was conscious of a new interest in life up to this time he had petted estelle because she bore the charmed name and finding her totally different from his original had told himself that he must expect nothing else there were no girls in these days like his estelle he thought of her as though she had been gone from earth for generations as indeed it sometimes seemed to him that she had but here was a revelation behold his niece glyde whom he had hitherto noticed at all simply because she was his favourite sister's daughter and with whom he had not exchanged a dozen words connectedly since she emerged from childhood now she was blossoming before him into something like his ideal young womanhood at least she strongly suggested it and it would be worth studying to see how much they really were alike he had discovered her by a happy accident whatever it was which had detained the nutting party he hoped of course that nothing unpleasant had happened but he owed them all a vote of thanks for having discovered to him this particular niece whom he would take care not to lose again. End of chapter seven.